باب اتق النار ولو بشق تمرت Save yourselves from the fire even if it is with half a date meaning a very small amount of sadaqah wal qalili min as-sadaqah and giving a little in charity and imam bukhari brings an ayah over here wa mathalu alladhina yunfiquna amwalahum ibtigha'a mardatillahi and the example of those people who spend their wealth seeking the pleasure of allah wa tathbitan min anfusihim and they spend their wealth in order to confirm in order to stabilize themselves al-ayah wa ila qawlihi min kulli thamarat so imam bukhari is referencing different verses over here and here for example this ayah the example of those who spend their wealth seeking the pleasure of allah amount is not specified right the amount that they give in charity is not specified so what does it mean even if a person can give a little bit it's good حدثنا عبيد الله بن سعيد حدثنا ابو النعمان الحكم هو ابن عبد الله البصري حدثنا شعبته عن سليمان عن ابي وائل عن ابي مسعود رضي الله عنه ابو مسعود رضي الله عنه said قال لما نزلت ايه الصدقه he said when the verse of charity was revealed كنا نحامل we would work as porters نحامل meaning we would go and carry people's stuff all right and carry it for them from one place to the other so that they would pay us something so we would work as porters why why would they work as porters why to work as a porter do you need a fancy resume do you need a certain skill no you don't need any skill all you need is physical ability physical strength and and a person with average physical strength also can work as a porter You just need to carry somebody's stuff on your neck or on your shoulder or in your hands and then just carry it all the way. You see, for example, at the airports, people will take your luggage. In many countries, people will come to you in farmer's market, for example, they'll carry a basket for you. Sometimes little children, they'll carry a basket for you and you just keep buying your groceries and you fill the basket and they will take it to your car and you just give them money. So it can be anybody, basically. So the Sahaba said, that when the verse of charity was revealed we would go and work as porters if we had to why to make money why so that they could give charity isn't that amazing they wouldn't say oh what can we do we're so poor i already gave what i had no allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is encouraging us to give sadaqa there's reward for sadaqa i need money so that i can give sadaqa what can i do anything any job they're doing halal job halal work right so that they can give sadaqa from it now of course if someone is working as a porter how much money are they making how much very little faja'a rajulun fatasaddaqa bi shay'in kathirin so a person would come and he would bring a lot of charity faqalu so some people would say murai he's showing off what a show off he's bringing so much money he's showing off waja'a rajulun and another person would come fadasaddaqa bisa'in and he would give only one sa'. a sa'r is a very small measure faqalu inna allaha laghaniyun an sa'i hadha so these people would say that allah is rich he's free of need of this sa'r meaning what good are you going to do with this amount what benefit is this going to bring fanazalat 
So the ayah was revealed that الَّذِينَ يَلْمِزُونَ الْمُطَّوِّعِينَ مِنَ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ فِي الصَّدَقَاتِ وَالَّذِينَ لَا يَجِدُونَ إِلَّا جُهْدَهُمْ Al-Ayah What is this ayah? That there are people who find fault with the believers who give sadaqah and they also find fault in those who cannot give except their own effort meaning very little so they criticize them and who were these people who criticized them? the hypocrites they criticized those who gave generously and those who gave very little because of their constrained circumstances so these are the hypocrites and this is true that the Muslims that sometimes a person is never safe from hurtful words of other people if you give a lot you're criticized if you give little you're criticized you give openly you're criticized you give secretly you're criticized so there are some people who will always criticize you know the story of the man the old man and his son on a donkey that where the father is riding the donkey people say what a cruel father he's making his son walk so when the son rides the donkey what a rude son he's making his dad walk when they both walk how silly none of them is riding the donkey so they finally carry the donkey even then people are not happy so some people are like that they will always criticize you now there's two things over here first of all don't let the criticism of people stop you don't let the judgment of other people stop you from giving sadaqah because sometimes really what you have is very little or what you can give in a certain situation is very little but remember that something is better than nothing so for example if a child comes to you and you can only give them one candy even that is good enough isn't it? it's good enough because that child will be happy with that candy you know somebody standing next to you might say that what are you doing? like what's the point? how are you going to please the child with that candy? I mean even that helps or if you are giving let's say some change even don't let the criticism of people stop you on the other hand another important thing is that don't be that person who criticizes the efforts the contributions of others because this is not acceptable Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala appreciates what his servants do right we learn in the Quran for example فَمَنْ يَعْمَلْ مِثْقَالَ ذَرَّةٍ خَيْرًا يَرَهُ Even if there is an atom's amount of good, it will be seen. In another ayah, حَبَّةٍ مِنْ خَرْدَلٍ أَتَيْنَا بِهَا Mustard seed. Even that much is valued by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So if you have little to offer, give that. Don't let the criticism and judgment of people stop you. And be careful yourself also. Do not criticize others. Sometimes a person is giving money and maybe they're smiling, right? Or they're happy and they're saying again and again. Like for example, in a fundraiser, they're raising their hand really high and waving it almost. And you know, when they're chosen, they're like really happy and they look around and you say, you think in your heart, show off. Don't even think that. Because you don't know what's in their heart. Even if a person appears to you as if they're showing off, you do not have the right to say that they're showing off. حدثنا سعيد بن يحيى حدثنا أبي حدثنا الأعمش عن شقيق عن أبي مسعود الأنصاري رضي الله عنه قال كان رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم إذا أمرنا بالصدقة 
Abu Mas'ud radiallahu anhu said that when the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam would instruct us to give sadaqah, intalaqa ahaduna ila suq. One of us would go to the marketplace, fatahamala, and he would work as a porter, fayusibul mud, and he would earn only a mud. وَإِنَّ لِبَعْضِهِمُ الْيَوْمَ لَمِئَةَ أَلْفِ And indeed, some of us have a hundred thousand today. What is he saying? He's saying in the time of the Prophet ﷺ, when it was time to give sadaqah, we would go make money, and whatever we earned, we would give that. And today, people sit with a hundred thousand, and they don't give of that. So, what was the way of the Sahaba? What was the way of the Sahaba? Exactly. Yes, very true. Beautiful. That at the expedition of Tabuk, when the Prophet ﷺ encouraged people to spend in the way of Allah, a person worked for a very long time and all he earned was just one mud. He brought it and people criticized him. But the Prophet ﷺ put that handful of dates on the top of the pile. Right? That don't belittle this. So, and from this hadith we see that the way of the Sahaba was that they wouldn't just sit with their money. They wouldn't just sit with their money. That was not their way. They wouldn't let their mal, and mal is not just cash. They wouldn't let their mal just sit. Whatever was, as we learn in the Quran, يَسْأَلُونَكَ مَاذَا يُنْفِقُونَ قُلِ الْعَفُوا They ask what they should spend, tell them whatever is extra. So whatever was extra, they would give. And then, if they didn't have, they would go make money so that they could give. حدثنا سليمان بن حرب حدثنا شعبة عن أبي إسحاق قال سمعت عبد الله بن معقل قال سمعت عدي بن حاتم رضي الله عنه قال سمعت رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم يقول The Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم said اتقوا النار ولو بشق تمرة Protect yourselves from the fire even if with only half a date. حدثنا بشر بن محمد قال أخبرنا عبد الله أخبرنا معمر عن الزهري قال حدثني عبد الله بن أبي بكر بن حزم عن عروة عن عائشة رضي الله عنها قالت دخلت امرأة معها ابنتان عائشة رضي الله عنها said that a woman came and she had two daughters with her معها ابنتان لها her two daughters were with her and she came why تسأل بغن meaning she came asking for food or Anything. فَلَمْ تَجِدْ عِنْدِي شَيْئًا غَيْرَ تَمْرَةٍ So, there was nothing with me except for a date. All I had was one date. فَأَعْطَيْتُهَا إِيَّاهَا So I gave that date to her. So what did this woman do? فَقَسَمَتْهَا So she divided it بَيْنَ بْنَتَيْهَا between her daughters. Meaning she broke that date into two pieces and she gave one piece each to each daughter. وَلَمْ تَأْكُلْ مِنْهَا And she didn't eat anything from it. ثُمَّ قَامَتْ And then she got up. فَخَرَجَتْ And she left. She went then. Because Aisha anha didn't have anything else to give her. فَدَخَلَ النَّبِيُّ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمَ عَلَيْنَا Finally when the Prophet وسلم, came, فَأَخْبَرْتُهُ And I informed him. فَقَالَ He said, مَنْ ابْتُلِيَ مِنْ هَذِهِ الْبَنَاتِ بِشَيْءٍ Any person who is tested with these daughters, كُنَّ لَهُ سِتْرًا مِنَ النَّارِ They will be a shield for him from the fire. Meaning they will be a shield, they will protect him from the fire. What does this hadith mean? There's a lot of lessons over here. First of all, 
You tell me. What do you learn from this hadith about Aisha radiallahu anha and her house? She had only one date in her house. What do we have in our houses? Of food. It's embarrassing. Yet, when it's time to give food to others, then we say we have no money. Or how can I give? Like for example, if there's a food bank, like for example, even now, Alhamdulillah, every Ramadan, actually throughout the year, we're constantly collecting food in order to distribute it locally. And we see the food bins. Isn't it? There's one right there. There's one at the other entrance also. But how frequently do we bring food for others? We make excuses, right? We say, okay, we'll go and we'll get something. The house of Aisha radiallahu anha literally had one date in it. And even that, she gave away. If we have only one date, what would we do with it? Your body has a right over you. Right? إِنَّ لِنَفْسِكَ عَلَيْكَ حَقٍ so you know what? I have to prefer myself over you. Aisha radiallahu anha did not prefer herself over that poor lady. Because Aisha radiallahu anha was in her home. This poor lady was so poor that her poverty drove her out of her home. And she had two daughters with her, two little children with her. So yes, Aisha radiallahu anha needed that date, but she saw that someone else was in greater need. Right? You might have something in your kitchen that you may intend to use in the future. Like for example, a can of uh, pasta sauce for example. A bag of rice for example. A box of pasta for example. A box of salt for example. You have this and you intend to use it in the future. You might need it. But know that there are people who are in greater need of it. So if you bring that and you give to others, you are preferring others over yourself. And it's really, it's a privilege to be able to give. From all the previous ahadith, what do we learn? It's a privilege to be able to give. It's not a burden. And believe me, it is a privilege. Because when, when I used to live in Pakistan, it was so easy to give. So easy to give. You don't have to go far. I mean, I remember my mom had this habit of packing whatever food was left over on a daily basis, fresh food from that day. Alright, whatever was left, it was taken in, and literally as you're standing at a traffic light, somebody comes, begs for food, and you give them that food, they take it so happily. But here you can't do that. Can you? Can you give your leftover food to anybody? No, you can't. So being able to give is a privilege. But then again, if that place is far from your house, how will you go? So make a habit that when you're buying groceries, for example, right? you've bought your groceries, now as you're leaving, something that you have bought for yourself, one item at least, one non-perishable item, put it in the food bank. From your kitchen, make it a habit. From your kitchen, bring something. It's different when you bring something that you intended for yourself, as opposed to ordering some groceries online, right? Or going to Walmart with a whole lot of cash, buying, 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 and giving to the food bank. That's also good. But give something that you intended for yourself, for your family. That cereal box, that quinoa, or that rice, or whatever that you got for yourself. Take it out. What else do we learn from this hadith about the woman? You see motherhood over here in a very beautiful form. That how she didn't even taste 
the date or any part of the date. She didn't even have a small portion of it. She literally divided that date into two pieces and gave that to her daughters. She preferred, you see, Aisha anha preferring this woman over herself and now this woman preferring her daughters over herself. And then finally the statement of the Prophet ﷺ that whoever is tested with these daughters, what does this mean that a person is tested with these daughters? Having daughters is a test as opposed to having sons. Is this what this hadith means? It's made a test by society sometimes. By society sometimes. That a person is looked down upon because of the fact that they have more than one daughter or they have a daughter or they have only daughters. They're looked down upon. So it can become a test because of society. Or it can become a test financially. Because people think when they're raising sons that it's okay, very quickly inshallah, they will give us back. Right? And when people are raising their daughters, then spending on their daughter seems burdensome. Why? Because a person thinks, well, my daughter is going to get married, she's going to move away, she's never going to work for me and bring me money, she's never going to support me, or I might spend thousands on her education, and for all you know it, she's going to get married, have children, and never use that education. So what's the point? So this way also, it can be a test. So a person might want to prefer sons over daughters, especially when it comes to spending money. And many people fail over here, that they will give more to their boys than their girls. Remember, when it comes to inheritance shares, yes, the share of the son is more than the daughter. But that's after your death. During your lifetime, if you're giving to your children, you have to be how equal, 100% fair. What you give to your daughter should be the same as what you give to your son and vice versa. So because of this test that society creates for you or because of this feeling burden, because of spending on daughters, this feeling that might come in a person's heart, despite that if a person spends on their daughters, like this mother did, realizing that these daughters are also an amana, a trust from Allah, and even if we're not going to get anything back from them, they're our children and they deserve from us. So this will be, because of this justice and fairness and generosity, a person will be shielded from hellfire. Right? A person will be shielded from hellfire. Yes. That if you think about this woman specifically, that on the one hand she has two daughters, Right, which is looked down upon. And then on top of that, she herself is in need, but she sacrifices her own need and prefers her daughters over herself, then this act of generosity is not going to go waste. And this is also a reminder for parents that spending on your children is not a waste of money. Sometimes people have money, but they will not spend on their children, thinking that it's a waste. It's not a waste when you're buying food or when you're buying clothes or when you're spending on their education especially then this is actually Allah's favor on you that He's given you that ability and and this will be rewarded you know my mom tells us that when we were young, three sisters my brother was not born at that time Alhamdulillah my parents decided to put us in one of the best schools and in Pakistan private schools it can be very expensive and 
my mom was working at that time as a professor in, in the university and she said that 100% of her paycheck would go in our fees 100% of it and my dad would cover all the other expenses now for many people that was crazy why would you do that daughters you're sending them to such a good school why right why because for my parents what was of value was education right and they didn't hesitate ever in spending on our education ever and this is a very important thing that we should remember many times we like to spend on our children's you know clothes or toys but spend on their education also bab ayy sadaqati afdal which sadaqa is best wa sadaqatu shahih sahih and the charity of shahih sahih Shahih is a person who is a little stingy. You, you could say selfish. Like he's concerned, he wants his money for himself. And Sahih is a person who is healthy. لِقَوْلِهِ The statement of Allah, وَأَنْفِقُوا مِمَّا رَزَقْنَاكُمْ مِنْ قَبْلِ أَنْ يَأْتِيَ أَحَدُكُمُ الْمَوْدِ And spend out of what we have given you before death comes to one of you. Al-Ayah. وَقَوْلِهِ And his statement, يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا أَنْفِقُوا مِمَّا رَزَقْنَاكُمْ مِنْ قَبْلِ أَنْ يَأْتِيَ يَوْمٌ لَا بَيْعٌ فِيهِ وَلَا خُلَّةٌ وَلَا شَفَاعًا That all you who believe, spend out of what we have provided you before there comes a day in which there will be no bargain, no friendship will help and no intercession. So in these verses we learn that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has commanded us to spend before Qiyamah comes. Which Qiyamah? Qiyamah Sughra and Qiyamah Kubra. What is Qiyamah Sughra? The minor Qiyamah? Death. So spend before death comes to you. And what is Qiyamah Kubra? The day of judgment. Spend before there comes a day when there is no buyer. You can't use your money to buy Jannah. So spend before death and spend before the arrival of the Day of Judgment. Why is Imam Bukhari bringing this verse over here? Spend before death. When is death supposed to come? Anytime, right? Because you don't know when it's supposed to come. So in the hadith that we will learn here, the best sadaqah is a sadaqah that you give when you are sahih, shahih. Sahih as in healthy in your body. And when you're healthy, you have great plans. Right? When you're sick, if for example a person is terminally ill, they've been diagnosed with a serious illness, then their attachment to their money also breaks. It's easier to give when you're sick than when you're healthy. And shahih, when you're a little stingy or selfish, meaning that you want the money for yourself, you want to use it, you have plans. So in that state, when you give it, and why should you give it in that state? Because death can come anytime. حدثنا موسى بن إسماعيل حدثنا عبد الواحد حدثنا عمارة بن القعقاع حدثنا أبو زرعة حدثنا أبو هريرة رضي الله عنه قال جاء رجل إلى النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم A man came to the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم فقال يا رسول الله and he asked O Messenger of Allah أي صدقة أعظم أجرا Which صدقة is greatest in terms of reward? Which kind of charity will bring me the most reward? قَالَ He said, أَنْتَ صَدَّقَ That you give charity. وَأَنْتَ صَحِيحٌ شَحِيحٌ While you are صحيح, healthy, شَحِيح, a little stingy. تَخْشَ الْفَقْرَ You fear poverty. 
وَتَأْمُلُ الْغِنَى And you hope for richness. وَلَا تُمْهِلْ And do not delay حَتَّى إِذَا بَلَغَتِ الْحُلْقُومِ Until when بَلَغَتِ الْحُلْقُومِ Hulqum is the throat, meaning the soul is about to leave. قُلْتَ لِفُلَانٍ كَذَا وَلِفُلَانٍ كَذَا You start saying, give this to that person and give this to that person. Meaning, don't wait until you know you're going to die and at that time you start giving your money away. Because at that time, وَقَدْ كَانَ لِفُلَانٍ It will be for that person. Because it's not it's no longer going to be with you. You're going to die. So it's going to become other people's property. So, Sahih, as I mentioned, is a healthy person. Illness scares you and it compels you to give what you have. You know, for example, a woman has, for example, gold. For instance. And this woman becomes very old. And then she's diagnosed with some serious illness. And then she says, she thinks, I can't wear this anymore. And I don't think I live very long to wear this. And so she starts giving it to her granddaughters or whoever. Okay, it's nice. She's giving it. But very soon it was going to become theirs anyway. Right? So this woman is compelled to give because of her situation. Right? If she gives it while she is healthy and she wears it herself, And she looks forward to wearing it again and again. But she recognizes that her granddaughter, for example, loves gold also. And she keeps looking at it with so much, you know, greed. Admiring it constantly. So if she gives it to her at that time, isn't that better? Isn't that better? For the granddaughter to receive that gold while the grandmother is healthy is much more beautiful than to receive that gold when the grandmother is almost about to die. Isn't it? Isn't there a difference? Think about the granddaughter now. What's going on in her head? If she receives it while her grandmother is healthy, she's going to wear it, her grandmother will be happy. They have good memories. But if she receives it while the grandmother is in the hospital bed, she's going to cry as she's going to receive it. And she's not going to be able to wear it. And if she wears it, it's going to bring back Sad memories. Isn't it? So many times we wait until the very end. Give while you can, while you're healthy, while you enjoy it, while you use it. You look forward to using it for, you know, in the future. But if you give it at that time, that sadaqah will bring you the greatest reward. Sometimes, you know, when the daughters are the same height as the mother, for example, they want to borrow the mom's uh, cardigan or the mom's abaya or the mom's hijab or, you know, they want mom's purse also. And sometimes mothers get stingy over there. And no, this is mine. Right? I mean, why? Why? So we see here that giving sadaqah while sahih and shahih, shahih is from shuh. وَأُحْضِرَتِ الْأَنفُسُ الشُّحْ And remember that shuh is a combination of greed and stinginess. That you want more and you're, you're being selfish with what you have. You want to keep it to yourself. right? And in this state, while you're sahih and shahih, you expect to live and you expect to use what you have. So sadaqah given in this state is the best. It brings the most reward. 
May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us all tawfiq. Subhanakallahum wa bihamdik. Ashadu wa la ilaha illa anta astaghfiruka wa atubu ilayk. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.